In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're glad you're here today. And you are going to be extra glad you're here today because we have a guest and we're going to be talking about a topic that impacts most of us, and that is a lack of confidence a lack of confidence impacting our careers. I almost said competence, but I think we'll talk about the difference about those two a little bit today too. So our guest today is Kate Pozesnik, and Kate is a resume writer, advisor, and founder of Quirk Personal Branding and Career Consulting. And Kate is also on the board of Career Thought Leaders. She has been an executive in tech, the tech field, and now works with people, and especially women, to advance their careers. So we're excited to have you here, Kate. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here, Marie. Uh, This is a topic that comes up quite a bit in the conversations that I have with job seekers, so I thought it would be appropriate for us to have a little chat about it today. Yes, yes. So let's just dive in. What impact have you seen confidence or lack of confidence have on your career? Um, well, what I see in, well, the, la- the impact of lack of confidence that I've had on my career held me back in terms of taking risks, going up for promotions, even speaking up in meetings. And when I talk to job seekers, um, a lot of them are sharing that they are feeling that they're being held back in their career because they lack confidence. Um, they doubt their abilities, um, can prevent uh, them from speaking up in meetings. And one thing to keep in mind is that others can sense our lack of confidence, right? You can feel the energy that someone gives off, particularly if you're in person. And when others sense that lack of confidence, it can cost you advancement in the interview process. Now, I know that in the past, for me personally, when I was experiencing lack of confidence for multiple reasons, that when I was interviewing, that must have been showing through because I never performed as well. I wasn't my vibrant, um, my vibrant self. I wasn't articulating the, the way I typically would simply because I wasn't feeling good about myself and lacked confidence. So that prohibited me from moving forward in, in the interview process and probably cost me a couple jobs along the way. And that's what we're seeing, uh, what I'm seeing with a lot of job seekers. I read recently, Marie, that there was an interesting study done by My Confidence Matters in the University of Glasgow, and it revealed that 79% of women and 62% of men experience a lack of confidence in the workplace. And I can tell you personally from the job seeking clients I've worked with, I've had four or five job seeking clients cry because they are so distraught over having their confidence broken down over time and they don't know what to do to build it back up. So when you're lacking confidence, it certainly impacts your ability to move up in your career or even to be successful in the current role that you're in. Yeah, that's so challenging. And, you know, those statistics, that's interesting. I wonder if it would be closer to 100% if you asked the same group of people over a, a stage of years, because this is something that comes and goes, right? One day we might be feeling really confident, and then the next day not be feeling so confident. Why do you think that this, um, well, I guess I'd be interested as if we think it has always been this way or if it has been increasing, Um, and then why we think it's so prevalent right now. That's an interesting point. I, I think personally that the prevalence of the lack of confidence has increased at least in the last three years um, starting through probably the COVID pandemic is usually 
um, a good starting place. We had so many people, millions, lose their job, experience furlough, um, you know, struggle financially because of those things. Even having to go back into the office can, can uh, decrease people's confidence who had been operating really well with a flexible schedule and the ability to work in an environment that works for them. That can beat down confidence. Um, we're seeing a lot of a conversation around toxic workplaces, managers that belittle or micromanage their employees. So those things I think have always been around, but I do think that we're seeing this uh, increase pretty quickly, ramping up pretty quickly over the last few years. In your opinion or in your experience, what have you seen? You know, that's interesting. I also think people have had to deal with a lot of change. And when we're dealing with change, oftentimes it can rock our confidence, whether that's, you know, new technology or going back and forth with your kids, whatever that might be, uh, that change tends to make us question what we thought we knew, right? And sometimes that can even be ourselves. I've got two little boys, as, as you know, and I oftentimes you know, when I'm having a hard time parenting, like I can't even parent my ch children. How do I think I'm running a business, right? There's this. And so I think when we're experiencing those different changes in our life phases, as well as in the world, um, it can rock our confidence. And you're right, there's been more change recently that probably adds to that. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's certainly been a challenging few years, and I think that I think people's confidence has gradually worn down over the the last few years. Um, and the longer you are in a situation that is uncomfortable or toxic or challenging, the more your confidence can be chipped away, right? So then it's mm -hmm. like a challenge of trying to gain that back and feel like you can move forward and function and be successful in both your life and career. Your confidence, right, impacts both both of those things. Right, yeah, when you get those messages from other people that may be toxic or, like you said, the bosses that are micromanaging or belittling, it's really hard not to internalize those. You know, I know some people in my life say, oh, I don't care what people think about me. And I, I well, you, you just hide it well, because I think we all care what other people think about us to a point. And that kind of brings us to this next term related, which is imposter syndrome. And I know some people that really don't like that term, but we are going to define it and talk about it. So how would you define imposter syndrome? Well, one thing I just wanted to comment on, on briefly that I think people can relate to just on uh, having confidence knocked down. I once had my ex-father-in-law say something to me along the lines of, you're a job hopper, you'll never be seen as credible, and, and as a result, you won't be successful in your career. That He said that to me almost 15 years ago, and that... I mean, I remember it today, so it certainly impacted my confidence at that time. And, you know, if you hear multiple comments like that from various people, it doesn't even matter. I didn't even like my father-in-law, and it still crushed me. So, um, and this is a good lead-in, Marie, to imposter syndrome. And I don't love the title either, but the way that I would describe it is um, when you have feelings of inadequacy that persist despite you experiencing success. Or if you, um, uh, imposter syndrome could be assuming that your success is attributed to luck with the right timing, some kind of fluke. Um, and, and this is especially, imposter syndrome is, is seen uh, quite a bit with, among high achievers, which is interesting because reading about this, and it's because high achievers um, assume that others have the same level of ability as they do and that the accolades they themselves have been given are unwarranted as a result. Um, it could also be, um, imposter syndrome could also be a byproduct 
of, of being in a toxic or hostile uh, environment. This could be in your personal life. It could be in your workplace, right? Um, and most everyone has been there. So if this, this is starting to resonate and be like, ooh, this sounds like me, everyone's been there. or gen- Almost everyone's been there, including executives, high-profile professionals. In fact, um, the Journal of Internal Medicine did a study that said up to 82% of people have faced feelings of imposter syndrome. And a KPMG study actually revealed that 75% of female executives have experienced it in their career at some point. Those are some pretty, you know, shocking statistics. Yeah, that it is. It's hard. And do, do you see anything or how have you experienced if there's difference between men and women when it comes to imposter syndrome? You know, I don't have exact numbers on that, but from from the research that I've done, women tend to experience um, imposter syndrome more than men. And I think that's partly because women tend to experience a lack of confidence more than men as a group do. Um, I did read that in the, in the KPMG study, nearly half of executive women that were surveyed said that their feelings of self-doubt actually resulted from never expecting to reach the level of success that they had actually achieved. Now, I don't want to totally take us down a rabbit hole, but when you look at the level of confidence between men and women as they walk into a job interview, there have been plenty of studies that indicate that men will are significantly more confident in walking into those situations than women are in general. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Just so much to unpack here and think about how people can unravel this. And uh, when we think about imposter syndrome, particularly, we'll come back to this, but people have also said, you know, there is some positives when you feel that way to really sit and look at, okay, I feel like I don't belong here. What are the facts? You know, is that true? Are, do I have some gaps? Is there, are there some gaps that I should look at? Um, and I think there's also a cultural lens to this because women and minorities, especially um, when they're both women and minority, tend to have external factors that are impacting that. And so I've heard some of our DEI colleagues say you got to be careful when you're talking about imposter syndrome with a cultural lens because it's more than that, right? There's this systemic stuff that tells some people you don't belong here. And that's not really imposter syndrome, right? That is systemic issues that we as a world need to work on. Uh, So I just wanted to acknowledge that before we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and we'll talk a little bit about what you can do (laughs) if you're feeling like you lack confidence or you're feeling some imposter syndrome because Kate's got some great tips for you there and we will make this actionable so you can walk away with something. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. 
Now, back to The Career Confidant. We are back here in The Career Confidant with Kate Pozesnik, and we've been talking about confidence and how we can grow our confidence. We started talking about imposter syndrome, which is related to this, and how people can feel like they don't belong or they haven't earned where they are when they're when they're feeling success. And that's kind of the hard part with imposter syndrome, right, is that it usually comes when someone has experienced success and that imposter syndrome kind of starts to eat away at us in terms of you don't belong here or uh, you don't really deserve this, et cetera. So, Kate, what are some signs that people might be struggling with imposter syndrome? It's mm, a great question. Uh, it could be someone going uh, constantly going above and beyond to prove themselves, such as working late hours, which can lead to burnout. It might be it might present itself as uh, over preparing, maybe playing small, holding back. It could even be procrastination, um, self sabotage. Um, and, you know, will impact your career negatively if you don't change your mindset. So if, if your mind, if you've recognized that mindset might be an issue, you need to think about ways to take control of your inner critic. And we'll talk a little bit about ways to do that. Um, and one other thing I just want to mention, if, if, if this is resonating and you're feeling like you're suffering from a lack of confidence or imposter syndrome to the point where it is debilitating and impacting your ability to function. You know, we're here as career professionals having a conversation. In some cases, it may be appropriate to have a conversation with a professional to get additional help. Right. But yes. Are, and, uh, and that lack of confidence can um, have deeper roots, as you're saying, and, and maybe depression. So, yes, if people need resources, please do reach out to us. We're happy to connect you with those. Or you can find resources on the National Career Development Association site, the Career Thought Leaders site, or your local uh, health department counseling. That's a great point there, Kate, before we continue. Thank you, Marie. Uh, so you might be thinking about what triggers uh, imposter syndrome or even, you know, the lack of confidence. And it could be in response to feedback that you've been given over time or maybe one piece of feedback that was not delivered um, constructively that really hurt. It could be after uh, losing a job or, you know, to Marie's point earlier, it could be experiencing the systematic isolation of being the only woman the only person of color, the only minority at your new job or even your current job. Um, and it's important that, you know, when you're in situations, it could also be when you're under pressure. Maybe there's a big project or you have to make a presentation. And so it's really key that when you are under pressure that you acknowledge that. There's no need to psych ourselves out, right? So acknowledging, yes, this is going to be hard, but I've done this to prepare and I will sort out the rest as it comes. This kind of goes into, you know, the lack of confidence, even creating anxiety for you. And that's why I think this is such a, a, a important topic in helping people understand how they can boost their confidence, because it really just does impact so many parts of your life. But I think it's really important, well, lastly, um, to acknowledge that it, imposter syndrome and lack of confidence is not a personal failing. It's not a character flaw. It's oftentimes the result of external factors like the ones that I just uh, mentioned. Yeah, that's really interesting. <clears throat> and oftentimes it also has some bearing in how we measure success and how we measure our worth. So I think you've heard this before, but I always talk about people thinking self-worth and confidence and kind of getting those two confused. But when you determine your worth based on your performance, you have challenges because then when people mm. give you positive feedback, you feel good about yourself. But then when people give you negative feedback, you feel bad about yourself because you are connecting your self-worth to your performance instead of connecting your self-worth to something, you know, internal 
your humanness, your being, that mm-hmm. spirituality, uh, connecting to something bigger than yourself. And Kate, oh, I'm just having this moment that I wonder if that's why we are seeing an increase in lack of confidence is because COVID also took away some of our ability to connect to some of those bigger things, right? People couldn't go to church, mm. people couldn't go to Rotary, people couldn't go to those community things that make us realize we are more than just our performance at work. Yes, and surrounding yourself in a supportive network is one of the things that you can do to boost your confidence for the exact reason that you said, is having positive reinforcement about the value that you bring to uh, any environment that you're in or to your to the workplace. So I think that's really interesting um, that you brought that up. And I do believe that the isolation that we all experienced over the you know first year or two of, of the pandemic had a, a significant impact on on not being able to be part of the communities, at least in the traditional sense. Yeah. But I kind of derailed you. You were talking about other triggers. Hmm. Um, that's okay. I think, um, honestly, it really could be any number of things. Um, but I do want to just reemphasize, you know, this, it, it, it is, it's not related to your self-worth. And I've seen a lot of job seekers. If there's anyone out there that's listening, that's in this role, this might resonate with you. Um, a lot of job seekers that have been in working for the same company for 15, 20 years. I find that those job seekers seem to identify their self-worth um, maybe a little bit more often than what I see job seeking clients who haven't spent as long as a, at a job. Cause I think we get so comfortable in a position for so long and we spend so many years and so many hours at that job for, for an extended period of time that we start to embody that as part of who we are and start to judge our worth based on that, just like you said, Marie. So uh, I think it's important to be conscious of that so that you can reevaluate whether the beliefs that you have about yourself are true, if they're fact-based, or if they're simply self-limiting beliefs that are going to hold you back from success in your life and career. Yeah, that is so huge. And I love that you connected procrastination to this lack of confidence, because I think too often times we think, oh, I'm procrastinating. I just need another system, right? I need a better calendar. (laughs) I need a to-do list. And it's like, no, maybe you need to go a little bit deeper and figure out, is there a reason that you don't do that, that you feel like you can't be successful at it, that you, you know, what is, what, not all the time, but oftentimes I think there's a lot more to procrastination than a to-do list can fix. Yes. I, I, I personally struggle with procrastination and I, I have personally done self-work to try to understand why I procrastinate and what I can do to avoid that. And some of it is confidence-based. You know, if I don't feel like, oh, I'm really good at this, I know I'll do a job and it'll be an easy task for me. (laughs) If I'm not feeling that, that way, I'm more likely to put it off because I'm dreading doing it simply because I'm not feeling confident about doing the task. Right. And sometimes it's that fear of success, too. Like if I take on this really cool project, um, you know, what if what if I really like it and I don't know how to go there? I mean, our brains do all kinds of things to us. So I just I love that point, because sometimes we can go to a very tactical place when we're struggling with procrastination, when actually the, the real answer might be much deeper. Yes, and I, and I can relate, <clears throat> excuse me, to the fear of success, even in my, in my own career business, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, um, I feel that, you know, when, when things start ramping up and the things that I've planned, the goals that I've put in place are, I'm getting closer and closer to reaching, I start thinking, well, if I, if I get 
any more clients this month, I won't be able to take care of them all. And I'll have to think about outsourcing or doing this or doing that. And I, I start, then I start, it catapults or it, or it tumbleweeds until I realize that I have basically freaked myself out about the possibility of success and, and, and thinking about what could go wrong or what I'll need to do to make it happen instead of thinking, well, if I am successful, what, what would that mean? What would I gain from that? And so that kind of leads to um, one of the other things that I know we were going to talk about, Marie, which is coping with imposter syndrome and, and, and or a lack of confidence. And that is you must. This is so critical. You must adjust your mindset from being a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. And if, if you haven't read Carol Dweck's book, um, I think it's just, shoot, what is it called? Growth. It might be growth mindset. Um, but look up Carol Dweck. She has a great book about how to change the way that you think, change your mindset so that you believe that your basic abilities, the ones that you already have, can be further developed through effort and work. And it, that it's not just natural talent or, you know, smarts being what you're limited to. So you want to expand your mind and believe that what is possible instead of thinking about things that could prohibit you from moving further ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to hold on that note. And we will take a short break here again, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about these coping mechanisms and actions that people can take. And number one, sounds like go and, and do some research on Carol Dweck and growth mindset. Helpful opportunity to just see that structure and to think about how that might apply for you. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What sets apart voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. So we are here back at The Career Confidant talking about confidence and imposter syndrome and how to boost your confidence or deal with imposter syndrome. And one of the topics you were just talking about, Kate, was the growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And what's I love about this, and this was Susan Critton, who's one of our, our fellow board members on Career Thought Leaders. She also teaches our personal branding class. But she brought up this idea that you don't have one or the other. You are going to have a fixed mindset about some things. Oftentimes, those are things where you feel challenged or stressed or, you know, there, there's a lot of change going on in that area. And you're going to have a growth mindset about other things. So you might have a growth mindset about your fitness, right, that you can get better and you can eat. And then if you slip, you can be better the next day. And that's really easy for you. But when it comes to work, because you've had some experiences that have drug you down and you're feeling not confident in that area, you might have a fixed mindset about that, that when someone gives you feedback, it's reflective of your person or that it's not something you can change. And so 
I loved this idea that she proposed about looking at the areas where you do have a growth mindset and figuring out how could you apply some of those same thinking patterns to this area where you're struggling right now, because you do have the opportunity in, in yourself to learn and grow. You've done it before and you can identify those same thinking patterns for yourself because then they're going to be yours and you can apply them to the other areas. So I, I love that you're talking about this growth mindset and just wanted to share that insight from Susan while we were here. Anything you'd add there or what other coping strategies would you share, Kate? I love what you just said. And it sort of reminds me of like we're retraining our brains <clears throat> to think about things in a different way. So uh, I appreciate that addition. Some of the, some of the other ways um, that people can cope with imposter syndrome or, or lack of confidence is changing the way you think. And, and, and I, I, we all struggle with this. I can certainly, um, I, I will admit that sometimes I have negative self-talk. Oh, I'm, I'm a failure doing that. Um, the, a different way of, of saying that, you know, I'm a failure at this is just reframing it and saying I failed at something. One thing. I'm not a failure. I made a mistake. So don't embody the, any mistakes that you make. They don't define you. We all are learning and growing. Um, I mean, that's just human nature. So we're all going through that. We talked about this a little bit earlier, Marie, but developing a supportive network or community around you to share successes as well as challenges, it can make you feel less alone. And it can also boost your confidence because you'll have validation from your peers or superiors that recognize your value and your worth. And you might think about um, joining maybe an industry group. LinkedIn communities are really wonderful. There's some good Facebook groups out there as well, or even employee resource groups at the company that you work for could be really helpful for boosting your confidence in the workplace as well. There are a couple of things that I like to do. I was just telling Marie during the break that I, I battle with bouts of, of, of self-doubt or lack of confidence, and there are a few things that I do that I find are helpful to start rebuilding that confidence. One of them is to do a very simple skills inventory, and there are, are, are lots of uh, resources out there to help you do that, but it basically is an assessment to help you identify where your greatest strengths are. That practice alone can help you reframe how you see yourself because you'll recognize, you know what, I'm really giving it much thought, but I am pretty good at sending out email communications. So um, doing that, an inventory can be helpful, listing the accomplishments that you're most proud of. And I would include personal as well as professional. Because remember, we are not, we are not our jobs. We are not our careers. We are human beings. So I encourage um, job seekers or, or clients in general that they list accomplishments that they're most proud of on a regular basis. And then you're able, not only is the practice of this, you know, the activity actually help boost your confidence right then, but writing these things down and referring back to them can help when you're having a rough day and not feeling great about yourself. Um, one thing I mentioned over the break is, you know, I do struggle with confidence like other people do. And I had a rough day the other day and I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to assess my goals, my business goals and personal goals and see where I stand. And when I did, when I looked at the goals that I had and, and where I stand today, this far into the year, I found that I was, I had already surpassed a couple of the goals that I had. And I thought I was nowhere near it. So even doing an assessment of where you were professionally or personally last year and comparing it to what you've learned or gained or improved upon in the past six to 12 months can also be really helpful as well. Yeah, that competitive and, comparison piece is so much trouble. <laughs> you know, yes. A couple of quotes about comparison being the thief of joy. And I think training yourself to compare yourself to yourself, like you were just talking about, where was I a year ago versus where I am now, or what are my goals and what have I achieved? When we do that, we 
get that little comparison bug fixed without doing it externally. And I don't know, there's a whole body of research on Facebook and Instagram, I'm sure would fall into this, but this research was actually done pre-Instagram. I know, was there a time? Um, (laughs) But it said that people, when they were looking at pictures of others, their mental state got worse and worse and worse. But when they started looking at their own research, their own um, pictures, their own memories, their mental health went up and up and up. Now, it's not surprising that right after this research was actually when Facebook instituted their memories feature, where now you get a memory mm. almost every day. I don't know if you are on Facebook enough, but um, I, you know, I do Facebook marketing and my family's on Facebook and you get almost a memory every day. And that started or ramped up significantly after this research. And what you're talking about is kind of applying that same thing to ourselves professionally. Indeed, it absolutely. And in fact, I suggest people keep what I would call either a brag book or a kudos folder where you list accomplishments. You could even include um, a spreadsheet on projects that you worked on you know, whether they were on time and under budget, um, record small wins. Don't forget the small wins. Some, sometimes it's small wins add up. That's all I'll say about that. And then um, uh, any recognition that you've received, whether it's formal or informal, keep those things on record. I know it sounds like a pain, But I can tell you from personal experience and recommending that my job-seeking clients engage in activities like this, A, it will make career advancement so much easier because you'll be able to update your resume and LinkedIn profile uh, much more easily. But it is also like I'm having kind of a crummy day and I'm not feeling really great about myself. Hey, pull out the brag book. Look Look at your notes. And um, recognize that you are the shining star that you are. And I'll, I'll pause there because that was a lot of talking. I have some other thoughts around uh, ways that folks can build com- boost confidence. But I wanted to see if you had anything you wanted to, to add to that. Yeah, brag book is a great idea. Feel that. Share a few more. Sure. Um, I think, and this is not a small task, but... Practice of being really conscious about eliminating self-doubt. That can be as simple as acknowledging a negative thought and then letting it pass. Okay, this is how I feel right now. It's not going to be how I feel in a day or in two hours. Um, Say your thoughts out loud. Sometimes it doesn't even matter if you're with someone. Sometimes just expressing yourself out loud can help take away the power that self-doubt has over you. Writing them down is even better. Um, And then evaluate uh, your thoughts. What evidence backs up that whatever you're anxious or lacking confidence about, what evidence backs up that that will even happen or not happen? Is it because you had a previous bad experience? Has someone planted a seed that I can't do that? You know, going back to the example I shared about my ex-father-in-law telling me that my so-called job hopping would prohibit me being successful in my career. It, it could be, you know, be thinking about where these beliefs came and came from and if they're actually true or not. And then I'll, I'll close out um, my thoughts by saying you need to claim your win. And talked about small wins. Look at your goals, where you are at, where you know where you're at today, and you've got to get cool about taking compliments. A lot of us, you know, especially if you're suffering from imposter syndrome, getting a compliment makes us think, oh, you know, I don't actually deserve that. If you have trouble accepting them or they make you uncomfortable, practice just replying thank you. Just say thank you. Don't say thank you, but I couldn't have done it without X. Thank you, but I didn't do it alone. Thank you, but I had this, whatever. Just say thank you and own, own what you've done. Um, and, and just allow yourself to shine. I know that sounds kind of corny, but when you allow your best self to shine through your confidence, you are allowing the other, other people around you to do the same thing. So you're actually doing a service to others and boosting other people's confidence 
by allowing yourself to share yours with others. Mm, yeah, that's so powerful, Kate. Well, this has been a marvelous 45 minutes for people to just bask in understanding they're not alone and some ideas for what they can do to move forward. How can people find more about you? How can they follow your other content? Yes, I would absolutely love to hear from listeners. The best way to, uh, to connect with me is through LinkedIn. I have an unusual last name. So my LinkedIn is K-P-O-Z-E-Z-N-I-K. And from there, you can access my website and all my other social media. I am on TikTok, Clubhouse, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and I post all sorts of interesting content and, and would love to share it with, with our listeners. So definitely feel free to connect and, and message me if you'd like. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Kate. And again, that's Kate Pozesnik. And we will say goodbye to Kate. We're going to take a short break and then we'll come back. And as I always do, I'll wrap it up for you before we're done with the show. So thank you, Kate. And we'll be back right here again on The Career Confidant. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. What sets apart voiceamerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main voiceamerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and we've been talking to Kate Pozesnik and She's just awesome. I hope you enjoyed that. Thinking about confidence and your ability to really own it. And I said this a couple of times in the first segment, but she had so much great content. I didn't want to go there while she was sharing. It's interesting that confidence is a feeling, right? You feel confident or you don't. Now, what we know about feelings, of course, is that we have control over how we feel, and usually those feelings are caused by a belief. So we have a thought that creates this feeling, and often those feelings interrupt our actions. And so there's a few different things that you can do based on your personality and your approach to rein in the control that those feelings have over your behavior. One, as Kate was talking about, when you have that belief or that thought is to stop it there to short circuit the system right there and say, is that thought true? Is that thought helpful? Sometimes it's true, but it's not helpful. So we got to figure out how to reframe it or rework it. Sometimes it's just not plain true. And that's oftentimes what we get when we're looking at confidence or imposter syndrome. The other thing, and we did a show a while ago about the three types of confidence. And we oftentimes are hard on ourselves for not feeling confident in a situation where no one would feel confident because the definition of confidence is that you can really only have confidence in something that you've done before. So when you're doing something new or you're in a new situation, you are automatically not going to have confidence. It's impossible. Nobody would. They might have self-confidence. Self-confidence 
is our belief that we can do things, that we are confident in ourselves, even if we might not be confident in the situation. And you get self-confidence from that reframe of beliefs and thoughts around how you perceive yourself and your ability to overcome, to make things happen, to step into new situations and be successful. And Kate was talking about that accomplishments book, you know, the brag book, whatever you want to call it. And one of the things, if you're really struggling with confidence, I would have you sit down and think about when you have succeeded in situations that were new, different, when you were just starting out, because that will help you see the self-confidence piece of it, that you can do these things. You do show up and achieve even when you're in bad situations and you can come back to those times when you're struggling. Then the third level, of course, is self-worth, not really a level of confidence, but a different type. And that self-worth is what we're trying to tease away from our performance. Our performance does not dictate our worth. Other people's appraisal of our performance does not dictate our worth. And there's a negative and a positive to that because when people tell you you do good things and you feel good, that, you know, that's fine. However, if we get too wrapped up in that, then when people tell us negative things, we don't feel like we have that self-worth because we've started to tie our self-worth to people's appraisal. We see this a lot with celebrities and influencers, right? That it's easy to get caught up in feeling worthy because other people tell us to, But then when that all goes away, if we don't have that real self-worth, we're in trouble. I saw, well, (laughs) random thought, but I saw something about Nicolas Cage the other day and just the amount of money that he'd spent on random things. And who knows what's going on there. But that is one of the things that can happen um, when people don't have self-worth. You know, you think about weight and overeating, you think about or undereating, you think about sleep and lack of or all the time, those signs of depression, but they can also be related to our inability to create self-worth separate from others and other people's perceptions of us. Kate talked about some actions that you can take and some ways that we can think differently I would also encourage you to think about how you can get involved in something bigger than yourself, how you can get connected in a way that helps you find self-worth not related to your performance in any role, not just at work, but as a mother, as a wife, as a husband, as a spouse, as a partner, as a kid, whatever it might be, all the other roles we play, we don't want to have our worth wrapped up in our performance in those roles either because that can be just as problematic. Husband says, you know, you're doing a great job today. You feel good. Husband doesn't say anything. You feel bad. You, you're in that same cycle that is unhealthy and unhelpful and oftentimes then starts to hurt the relationship because you're depending on that person, be it your parent, your spouse, your child, or your employer. You're depending on them for your self-worth. And it just is not long-term sustainable for anyone else to bring that to you. How are you going to develop it yourself? Takes that, um, you know, kind of sitting with yourself. What do you like about yourself? What do you value about yourself within and outside of all of those roles that you play in your life? Who do you want to be for yourself, not just for those around you? And to really sit in that and think about it. And when you have that foundation of self-worth and then you build on it with that additional piece of self-confidence, then it's going to be much easier to have confidence in situations where you've been experienced and to bring that self-confidence into situations where you haven't had experience and show up confidently in those situations as well. So it is a feeling. It's something we have control over. And it may go a little deeper in really figuring out your self-worth and your self-confidence so that you can show up as confident, especially when you deserve 
to be there and you've done it before and that imposter syndrome starts to creep in, do I deserve it? Should I be here? All of those lovely self-talk pieces stop them in their tracks. Is that thought true? Is that thought helpful? And what do you want to do with it moving forward? I have enjoyed this conversation around confidence. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on confidence. If you want to drop us an email, send us a, you know, send me a message on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn as well. Kate was talking about, you know, Kate Pozesnik, interesting and unique last name. Marie Zeminoff also happy to connect with you on these topics. And if you'd like to leave us a review, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Always welcome your ideas for other topics and guests as we move into the rest of uh, this year, 2022. Hard to believe that we're almost halfway through. We do have some other great shows and great topics coming up for you the rest of this this quarter, I guess. We've got some already ready in the hopper for you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here as we do our shows weekly, really. And our goal is to help you get the skills that you need to take care of your own career as we move into a phase where there's going to be more independent work, less companies taking care of people even than ever before. And it really does create more opportunity for you if you are going forward and learning the skills that you need to do to take care of your own career. So that's why we're here and we look forward to seeing you back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.